Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 229. Derek Linz and I all had the chance to talk to one of our good friends, a person that we look up to uh, in the business and who has definitely opened up the doors for us, Dirk Manning. He currently right now is having a Kickstarter campaign going for the Nightmare World Omnibus and right now it is surpassing all the goals. Even from when we had the chance to talk to him the other day to record this interview, he had just unlocked one of the goals, and now recording this intro, he's already surpassed another. This thing is definitely going to have leather. There really doesn't need to be much to be said about Dirk Manning because the man, the myth, the legend has definitely been on our podcast many times before. It is one of those ongoing jokes that, to be honest though, is something that we have the privilege to be able to talk to him so without further ado, without having to say more of what this uh, whole episode is about, it is all about Dirk Banning, his campaign, and a lot of other stuff that we definitely get off track just talking because we are old friends. So sit back, relax, grab something to drink, or a Shirley Temple, as Dirk would say, and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 229, an interview with Dirk Manning again. Oh, look at that. This is Dirk Manning. Hey, we finally made it. How'd your video go? We didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, I don't blame you. You're going to have, have enough for the next hour. So. Yes. You you are a talker. Oh, no. Hello? Where'd you oh, go? sorry. <laughs> I had mute on. Is that better? Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, when you mute yourself, we can't hear you. <laughs> Hey, you said I talked too much, so I was just like... No, I said you were a talker. There's a difference. Well, that's true. What, Like I was saying, what good is a podcast if no one talks? True. It's, Awkward dead air for yes. 60 minutes. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to rock and or roll? We were born ready, Dirk Manning. Let's do it. Okay, hold on. I'm getting some weird, like, echo. Hold on. Let me just try something. Uh, hello, hello, hello? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you have I'm just head- checking. Do you have headphones on? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm good. Okay, never mind. Whatever you did worked. We didn't Let's do anything. Carry on. <laughs> hey, hey, just take the compliment. Okay. <laughs> it was my witchcraft. Hey, there you go. All right. I don't know if Tony has started. I've kind of recorded all oh. this, but we can delete half of any of that stuff that wasn't good. Delete! Delete! <laughs> delete! Oh, we have the power here. <laughs> you got the touch! You got the power! Thank you, sir. <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, Dirk, it's good to hear from you again. Like we haven't Dirk? seen you in two weeks. <laughs> well, I know. We, we had our we had our fun in Grand Rapids Comic Con, but it's nice now to actually sit down and, and actually get to, to talk a little bit more uh, without the manic pace of the con. I always like, you know, that's the thing with like cons is I love seeing everybody, and it's always so nice to see everybody, but... The thing is being behind the table, you know, like even like you guys, like, like just have you come back by the table for a minute, we chat. It's like always like, okay, hold on. You got in stop and you talk to people come to the table that want to buy books and stuff like that. So then you got to jump back to the interview. So, I mean, you guys know the drill, but I guess for for people out there that don't uh, maybe don't live it, 
uh, it's definitely a little bit more sometimes stressful to do podcasts yes. at a show. So it's, it's nice to sit here in a comfy chair and talk to you for a bit. Yay. And, of course, you just got done uh, doing a live Facebook stream because why? Yeah. I'm trying not to cry. Um, <laughs> Please just... cry. Please cry on our podcast. <laughs> Please cry. <laughs> wow, that is that is like very, uh, that is witch stuff. <laughs> um <laughs> We uh, we just unlocked the tenth stretch goal for the Nightmare World Omnibus on Kickstarter. Um, we have twenty days to go. Uh, we just unlocked the tenth stretch goal, um, and and the reason so this means we're officially in the round three, which I guess we can talk about the rewards and stuff now or later or whatever. But we're now three. We're less. Oh my god! I see. I'm gonna. Uh, <clears throat> We are less than $3,000 away from making it so that everyone that orders the Nightmare World Omnibus on Kickstarter will get a leather-bound edition of the book. The Bible. The Bible, right. They'll get literally the Bible variant. And it's going to be Kickstarter exclusive. You can only get the leather-bound Nightmare World Bible um, through Kickstarter for the next 20 days. Um, and and the thing is, like I kind of talked about this on the live stream a little bit, so people that heard that, I guess we'll have to hear the abbreviated version again. Doing a book like this is like what Josh Ross and I would talk about when Nightmare World ended. And he was like, you know, someday you just got to make like a hardcover or something and put all the books in one big volume. And that's what I really want. And, and Josh is like one of my best friends. He's done uh, more Nightmare World stories than anyone. Um, he's one that drew the first volume of Tales of Mystery. One of my one of my best friends. Um, and uh, I was just like, I know, man. I'm like, someday I'll find a way. You know, I was like, I was like the little ship boy or D on the mountain in the com- in the in the commercial. <laughs> like someday uh, I will find a way, even if I just make it too. What for you? What for me? <laughs> Sounds like a little Mario in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a little Mario in there. There was, uh, you know. But um, I always said that someday I would find a way to do it. And then you know, with Kickstarter and crowdfunding and things like that, the fact that. I, I, I about lost it when we hit the 13,000 in pledges because that meant like it hit me like, oh, my God, the uh, the Nightmare World Omnibus, the hardcover Nightmare World Omnibus is going to be real. You know, 52 stories, all 52 stories, one book, one big deluxe giant hardcover edition. Uh, Kraken Printing is going to be printing the book. They just do fantastic work. So, I mean, this book is just going to be a cherry, man. It's going to be incredible. And now that we are um, with 20 days left, less than uh, yeah. We we're, right now, as I talk to you, we're at twenty three thousand two hundred and thirty four dollars in, in in pre sales and pledges. And if we get to twenty six, uh, I, I I joke around. I feel self conscious. So I just have to kind of tell people. You can tell I grew up poor because I, I money is a real funny thing with me. I don't I don't really care because I because I've been broke. So you know. But the thing is, I got to tell people like. If we make twenty six thousand dollars in sales, that doesn't mean I have twenty six thousand. I'm not sitting here talking to you twenty six thousand dollars. What? I, I know if I had twenty six thousand dollars, I probably wouldn't talk to anybody. I'd like buy an island or something. <laughs> With that, yeah, <laughs> what do you get? Like a three by three postage yeah, yeah, stamp right, of an yeah. island in the South Pacific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I uh, you know, like it would really, I would just buy like a rock in like uh, you know Lake Superior or something and just live on it. You know, <laughs> this is my rock, but. Um, <laughs> With with twenty six thousand dollars in pre sales, um, we can do the leather bound edition of the book, 
and we have steps in between then. Um, tonight we unlocked the, the like the ribbon bookmark. So the hardcover, even if it goes no farther, if we get no more pledges, you know, knock on wood, the next twenty days, the hardcover Nightmare Old Omnibus will have like one of those real fancy like ribbon bookmarks in it. I told Jacob Way from Kraken, uh, he says he didn't say this. I swear he did that we could do like a tentacle bookmark. So I'm like, you better find a tentacle bookmark, man. <laughs> yes, it says that. <laughs> it says it right on the Kickstarter, so you know. I know. And he goes, I never said that. And I'm like, dude, yes, you did. He's like, I did not. I'm like, I swear to you. Did. Well, I guess he better figure it out. Find it, find it, right? Well, I mean, it'll be a fabric bookmark. I mean, we're not going to put a piece of calamari in the book, obviously. <laughs> you know, but that right, might be like, cheaper. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, fine. Yeah, I know exactly. So, we're going to have the nice ribbon bookmark in there. There should be the tentacle bookmark. Um, then at twenty four thousand, which oh my god, we're less than seven hundred dollars, or no, we're a little over seven hundred dollars away from that. Um, the the lettering on the front of the book will become like gold like like a gold foil plated you know lettering then at twenty five thousand we're going to do gold gilded edges you know then at 20 so you have like the ribbon bookmark and the and the gold the lettering and the gold gilded pages then at twenty six thousand we'll make it leather bound and it'll become the nightmare world bible and on top of that for people to pledge for an omnibus i guess since i'm on a roll i should say this you already get a full-color Kickstarter exclusive book plate signed by me and cover artist Kristen Perry. You will get a uh, four... Uh, I'm trying to go in order here. I guess I could look at the pages and it's right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like so much stuff. You will get a... Um, uh, yeah, so you get the book plate. You get a digital download of the short film, Life in a Glass House. Uh, Austin McKinley, who drew that story in Emerald Volume 1, I call it the green story, the science fiction story. Uh, he made a live-action short film. Everyone's going to get a digital download of that. Uh, you'll also get four audiobook stories. So, like, the four pro stories at the end of each Nightmare World book will be read by me and some other people. You'll get digital downloads of those. And uh, then you get a 11 by 17 print of the cover of the omnibus, perhaps going to be the Bible, um, signed by me and uh, cover artist Kristen Perry. So that is gorgeous. That is one of the most gorgeous, like, art prints that I've ever seen. I truly am in love with how scary but beautiful that is. Yeah, Kristen does incredible work. Um we actually went – it's kind of a fun story behind that. You know, Kristen who did that, Kristen Perry who did that, I do have to plug she's on Instagram now. She was off of social – she hasn't been on social media for like 10 years. I mean, really since it started because she worked in the video game industry. So everything is so hypersensitive and secretive uh, that she couldn't really do anything like that. So she is now on Instagram at Inquiry uh, Within, where it's I-N-K – Q-U-E-R-Y underscore within. Um, we, Kristen and I, and she did the covers to all the Nightmare World trade paperbacks, the front and the back covers. She, uh, we went to high school together. You know, we've been friends since high school. And um, we made a deal in high school that if I ever wrote books, she would do the covers. Oh. So, yeah, it's one of those That's things cute. that... Isn't it cute it's and disgusting? It's super cute. <laughs> I know. I'm supposed to be scary. Stop it. No. <laughs> crying. You're I'm crying about... and think, telling super cute stories. You're ruining your reputation. My rep is going out the window. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was like the deal. And we've been, we've been, you know, 
best friends for Aww. as it's been. So, well, when we when I started putting the omnibus together, I, I, I talked to her and I said, well, here's the thing. I said, you know, we're going to do Nightmare World Volume 4 because, you know, I mean, it's been five years since Volume 3 came out. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to do Volume 4 now. And the first words out of her mouth, well, I'm doing the cover, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have no other one. And then I said, and then here's the thing. I said, well, I'm thinking about doing an omnibus as well of all four books, reshuffle all the stories, and put it like the director's cut edition of like this Nightmare World um, Bible. And she goes, I'm doing the cover for that too, right? <laughs> and then as you said, this cover she put together, which people can go to the Kickstarter, just put it in Nightmare World and see it. It is a gorgeous cover. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. And there's actually two hidden messages in the cover, like Disney style. So uh, I will uh, just let you, uh, I'll let you chew on that one. Now you're gonna make me. Walk. I know. Now yeah. I'm like. Now I don't even want to talk to you. I just want to look at the picture. Lens is over here looking for sex and the tentacles and stuff. So. Um. Are there you're looking in the in this? For, for one of the messages, you're looking in the right place. I'll oh. leave it at that. Oh, okay. I can't do this right now. This is not a good way to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But uh, so, Dirk, how did it feel to be funded so quickly? <sighs> I mean, it, it's happened before, but this was de- you like you set your goal a little bit higher this time. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, when I do the mystery books, I set the goal at six thousand six hundred and sixty-six dollars. Um, mainly because it's funny, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, but also, I mean, you know, I'm a real big advocate and I'm, and I'm, and I'm very wide open about this. You know, the, the, the thing is, is I look at Kickstarter as a kickstart that, that helps you get started. It's not a funding mechanism to me per se. Uh, rather it's more about, you know, how can we help, you know, kickstart getting these books to happen? Because I'm on the road a lot and stuff like that. And I mean, and I'm going to be real honest, you know, with, with, with me doing horror books and the fact that I refuse to call them weird fiction or speculative fiction or something like that. I mean, this is horror, man. I'm not playing around. I'm not playing the word game. I'm not doing it. I think we need to re-legitimize the word horror and show that horror can be more than blood and boobs. You know? <laughs> well, True. Yeah, that is sorry. That's my whole different rant (laughs) (laughs) but but here's the thing so you know the the last mystery volume tales mystery volume three got got funded in i think it was like 13 hours which just incredible man i mean just what an honor you know i'm i'm so fortunate and and like with mystery people have really gotten to like that character and really getting into that story and and i can't wait for people to read volume three it's like oh my god people are gonna lose their minds so that's one thing because now people are to the point where they identify with the character and the story arc, and there's a story arc going, and they like him. Well, now with Nightmare World, I'm going back to my roots. You know, Nightmare World is the first book I ever did. You know, I mean, I think when I first talked to Drunk on Comics many moons ago, I maybe had out volume. I think maybe volume two was out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. it was a Detroit fanfare. I don't think three was out yet. No, three wasn't out yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's an it's an anthology series, you know, and, and there's no one central character, and it's it's you know 52 standalone stories. Every story's different genre of of horror, different artists, different art team, and it all weaves into one big giant story at the end. But it's it's all different bags. So I wanted to believe the Kickstarter would do well, but but you're always trepidatious, and I never take anything for granted. Well, when we got funded in in eight hours it was about eight hours and 13 minutes and ironically enough it was derek becker that got us funded uh, he, <laughs> oh good the, being the opportunist guy that he is do not but we have to delete that now so because much. we'll never hear the fucking end of it if he, no he knows he, he, i know i believe he, I, you think you're never gonna hear the end of it i told him it's payback now we're even for me officiating his wedding so <laughs> you know because, but uh, yeah, the, 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 he was the one that got, he was the funding pledge, you know. Um, so to do thirteen thousand dollars, because I mean, this is a much bigger book. I mean, this is a five hundred page book, and, and I don't need to be cute here to say when you start doing the math on this, getting a, a five hundred page book that could be leather bound for fifty five dollars, you know, an, an omnibus, you know, go 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 to the comic shop and look how much most omnibuses cost these days. It's a yeah. lot. Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like a hundred bucks. Yeah, or hundred fifty, hundred. You know, 50, yeah. this is fifty-five bucks, and it's leather bound. You know, potentially leather bound. So I get knock on wood. I uh, know. yeah. We can just say it like we can just say it's leather bound. We know it's going to happen. <laughs> like I don't know. We'll see. But that's the thing. You asked me how's it feel get funded so fast. It's amazing. Every time I get another pledge, honest to God, this is the 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 the, the real truth. I always wonder, like, is this the last pledge? Aww. Like, I mean, not not like, but that would be like sad. Like, oh, he's so pathetic. But, you know, you don't want to take anything for granted. So, like, we just jumped up again. We're at 23,361 right now as I'm talking to you live. It's, it's like, is that the last pledge? Is that it? Did the last person that's going to buy a book get a book? So when it shot up so freaking fast like that, it's humbling, you know. Uh, I wish I could say. I mean, I wish I could say it's satisfying, um, but it's. And I guess it is in a way, but really, really. Me, me, me. Okay, sorry. It, it, it's it's really just humbling. I mean, Aww. I'm so excited that people like the book, want to get the book, and really, when you back a Kickstarter, just. You're uh, you're directly supporting the creators, you know. So it, it's humbling. Well, one of the things though, too, you guys are only a third of the way through the Kickstarter, but yet you're already two thirds away through blowing through your like pledged donation levels. Do you see anything beyond the leather bound? I mean. Are we going to finally get to raise Cthulhu? Like, where where are we going? <laughs> bottled <laughs> bottled Dirk tears, yeah. perhaps, for when the the yeah, Kickstarter yeah. finally gets to leatherbound. Are there I hidden do... round four stretch goals? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say that because I know what. If we get to round four, and I'm going to actually have to have this conversation real quick now with Devils Do because. I've talked about it, but I didn't think we we're going to get there, let alone get there with 20 days left. And we might not. Again, I don't know. This could be it. This could be the end of the pledges you know, right now. But I will say that round four, 
will be, uh, you know, like round three's all been about no life to leather. Round four will be the Nightmare Namacon. Oh, I'm intrigued about what the hell that means. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I, you're going to give us, isn't it? Yeah, that's all. I'm, yeah. I, I, yeah, if we get to leather, we'll, you'll be seeing me doing backflips and stuff. We'll talk. But I know, I know what it is. I don't know how we're going to. I mean, I, I know how it could happen, but I don't know exactly what those pledge levels will look like. I mean, right. do we have to stretch them out a little bit more? But, but I'll tell you what. I mean, God in heaven, man! If I can do the night, if I can do the Nightmare Namacon, that sounds uh, amazing, and I want one. I don't know what it is, but I want it. <laughs> it's 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 pretty awesome. Um, it's like the if the hardcover omnibus was like the dream, then like the leather bound edition, the Bible was like the wet dream, I guess, for like a better word. <laughs> the Nightmare Namacon is like, it's like, like you have the really good dream and then you wake up and you find out that like you were dreaming about your real life. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yes, I'll say this. The Nightmare Namacon is a thing. Okay. All right, we will, we will wait... Until a couple days from now when we start bugging you again when you tell us finally because it's funded. Hey, hey, man, listen. I, I welcome that. I mean, that's... Well, you're going to be on Drunk on Comics, so obviously it's going to happen, right? Hey, you guys, I, I've been on this podcast, I think, more than I've been on any other, probably any other, as a guest, than any other yeah. podcast ever. It's because we're awesome. We know. <laughs> <laughs> There you have it. That's why, that's why it's Dirk on history. Comics, Dirk. Yeah, we got history, fam. <laughs> Damn Skippy. So I guess I'm a little curious about the whole Kickstarter thing. Do you get like a message every time someone pledges, or is it just at like certain goals? Or That's a good question, and, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, when I did Revolume 3, that's what it was like. Every time I got a pledge, I got a little email, like ding, ding, ding. So like, my email got flooded, you know. <laughs> And, and and what they do now, and I kind of like it, and I kind of don't, is um, I get a but but I mean it's the right thing to do. At the end of every day, I get an email saying you got this many new pledges, this many cancellations, this many pledge adjustments. Then I can log into Kickstarter, go to the dashboard, which I actually have not done at all yet. I, I and see, to see who pledged, who pledged for what, whatever. I don't know who pledged or who pledged for what. Um. I don't want to know. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll, when it's done, we'll find out. I mean, I am going to have to look because someone bought uh, Master of Puppets, so they're going to get to name the pro story um, and be a character in that. So whoever pledged for Master of Puppets, i got to look them up. And, and I might even just have my pup, uh, Devils Do Do It for me and get their email because I want to get started on that when I get off the road here at the end of November. Uh, right when the campaign ends, I'll write that story. Um and uh, I'll have to look up who, who, who bought the characters for the story. Um, three, pe- uh, three people get to be characters in a Nightmare World story. Uh, the la- it'll be the last Nightmare World story, I've, I've, I guess I write. Uh, called Yesterday is Dead and Gone. So it's a nice uplifting title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so i got to plug them into that. But other than that, yeah, it used to be like I would see like Tony pledged, you know, you know, Tony pledged seventy five dollars. Tony know, doesn't or Luke, have seventy five dollars, Derek. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or Derek pledged, you know, you know, seventy five dollars, and Lynn's pledged five dollars. You know, whatever that sounds it was. about right. <laughs> yeah, 
so but now I don't know who's pledging. Um and I kinda like it better. You know, I, I just no one owes me a damn thing, you know. Um I really use these Kickstarters as a chance to to pay it forward and give people something that they that they might appreciate, that they might enjoy. And to really hook them up with all the stretch goal goodness and the, and the incentives and the Bible upgrade to say thank you for what they're doing. So I kind of like not getting that email every five minutes about or every minute or once a day or whatever about who pledged. Because this way it can just be like a group thing. Like, thank you, everybody. When we're done, I guess I'll look, I'll, I'll say thank you to everybody and we'll kind of go from there. But So that's how that works. All right. All right. So Nightmare World, obviously, you're, you're doing volume four. Bef- mm-hmm. Before you were with Devil's Do It, this came out from Image. Yeah, you've switched since then. So, what's the? How has it been different from working with Image now with Devil's Do? You know, the the big reason I started working with Devil's Do when I did Tales of Mystery, um, the first volume of Tales of Mystery actually ran at the Image uh, Shadowline website when they still had one as a online comic as part of their online comic hub, just like uh, Nightmare World did. And really what it came down to is with Devil's Due, uh, Josh Blaylock, um, to his credit, uh, tolerates me quite a bit. And he, uh, <laughs> and, and he tolerates these crazy ideas I have. Uh, we, when we first met in person and really kind of started talking about what I wanted to do and what he wanted to do, the Venn diagram overlapped quite a bit. It wasn't perfect, but it overlapped a lot. And one of the big things I wanted to do is, and this is something that, that Image would talk about. And I mean, if you ever talk to Josh Blaylock, I mean, sure, he can tell you this. My books, because I, th- there's a couple factors here. One is I do horror books. A lot of comic shops are skittish about ordering horror books that aren't The Walking Dead. You know, it's just not a thing that, you know, usually people order superhero books, things like that. Or uh, that's getting better. I mean, comic shops are getting a lot more diverse. But but my other big thing that I that it's hard for me in the direct market with comic shop owners because I usually don't release issues. I did with Tales Mystery Volume Two, but Volume One, Volume Three now, Love Stories to Die For that's coming out, Nightmare World. I go straight to trade, and as a result, I'm not too proud to say that my my direct market penetration is pretty soft. No innuendos, please. <laughs> um, you know. But it is because what will happen is like for a comic, a store might order five or ten copies. They're not going to order ten copies of a trade paperback from a guy that's never written for Marvel or DC. Mm-hmm. They're going to order one. And then they might, you know, they stuff it on a shelf somewhere and someone will wander along and buy it. And then they might order another one one day. Maybe. <laughs> you know. Uh, now, I do have stores that are very good to me that support me very, very much and order books and promote my books and put up stands. And, and lo and behold, I mean, and again, I, I'm, I'm not too uh, humble to say this either. When people read my stuff, they really like it. Uh, but my 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 direct market, because doing uh, a niche of a niche, you know, a niche genre and a niche medium, and then the fact that I'm doing uh, straight-to-trade paperback, I, I don't get a ton of sales in the direct market per se, which is why I do a lot of shows. I mean, I do some, I do okay, but I, but I would rather be doing a lot better being with image. You get a certain rub just from being with image, you know, I mean, having an eye on your book, you'll sell more books automatically. But at the same time, again, I'm back in that same problem that because I'm going straight to trade paperback, I'm not a super huge, uh, 
crossover name in that regard. You know, I'm not Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, I'm not Robert Kirkman. I'm not Grant Morrison. I'm not Garth Ennis. Again, I'm not a guy that's written for Marvel or DC that went back to creator-owned work. I've stayed with creator-owned work all through my career to date, pretty much. Um, Image has very high expectations for what they want to do. And there's some editorial changes at Shadowline and things like that. And Jim Valentino is very, very good to me about everything. He knows I hustle. He knows I get out there and I bust my ass and I do like 30 shows a year, partially because that's why I spread the word about my books and move books. Um, but there was a lot of things that, that Shadowline wasn't going to get involved in. They didn't want to get involved in doing Kickstarters and helping to run Kickstarters. And, and, th- and that's fine because the image model is set up the way it's set up that you take your book to them, they print the book, they get their cut, you get your, the rest, and you're on your and you own it. I needed someone to help me do the technical aspects of the Kickstarter stuff. Revolume 2, Revolume 3, Nightmare with Omnibus, those Kickstarters, I have put them together from top to bottom. They're exactly the way I wanted to run a Kickstarter. But then Devils Do Help Me does the, do the graphics. They hook me up with the fulfillment center to ship the books and all that stuff. So that's what that's what Dirk Manning needed. You know, that's what <laughs> I needed. You know, I needed someone to help me with that stuff. That's what I need a publisher for. So then, and, uh, the Devils Do embrace that model, and and here we are. So then, after this is all said and done, you aren't putting all the books in boxes and putting the postage on down their way. Your publisher is pretty much doing most all that then, right? Yeah, we actually have a, and I would recommend anyone that does Kickstarter look into this. It's called a fulfillment center. Now, they do charge to do this. They charge per package. Uh, Again, no jokes. But what the... (laughs) You're just building. I just... Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I'm actually going to send out an update tonight for for Tales Mystery Volume 3, uh, the shipping of those books got delayed by a couple weeks because of the two typhoons. Ideally, I wanted everyone to have their Revolume 3 books now um, before we launched Nightmare World. Um, but two typhoons held us up, so they're being packaged right now. But for the last two days at the Fulfillment Center, the guys packing the books have been like experimenting with how to like wrap the coffee mugs and the coffee and the books and like kind of like throw the boxes around to make sure nothing breaks. <laughs> nice. I always feel like I want that job. Just <laughs> I yeah, know, let's right? throw stuff yeah, around. Yeah. Now, now, they're, notice, they're not <laughs> they're not trying to break the mugs, <laughs> but they want to make sure they won't break. Right. You know? yeah. So so what so, you're saying is you had a couple extra made just in case. <laughs> uh yeah, two. <laughs> so well, it's funny, like, this is behind-the-curtain stuff, but uh, Josh Blaylock uh, uh, called me. He goes, hey, man, uh, can I can I get a Mystery Mug? And I'm like, well, yeah, if there's some left. I go, those are Kickstarter exclusive. Didn't you back to get one? <laughs> and there's, like, this silence. You know, it's like, uh. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, listen, the deal was those are – and then I'm, now I'm just riding his ass, you know, which, which Josh will tell you. I, I, I just do so many things to, to – to, to F with people. I'm surprised anyone ever talks to me. I'm like a heel for life. I'm like, what? Didn't you order a book? What, really? So you didn't order You didn't order the Dirk's Perk Pledge? Then no, then I guess you don't get a mug, man. Sorry. Uh, next time, why don't you pledge? What? You can't support one of your creators? I'm one of the most prolific creators on the roster, and you can't even pledge to get a mug? And now you want one? You know, I'm just going out. You know, I'm talking to the dial tone at this point. I called him back and kept just cutting a promo on him. Um, so I actually told him, I said, well, fine, you can have a mug, but if we run out, you need to clean it and put it back in because we have to send it to somebody. 
So, <laughs> so, so someone out there might have the used Josh Blaylock mug if I miscount it. Oh, but, right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm just, you know, he'll send that one to me. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, but someone goes through and yeah, we, we have the, the fulfillment center go through and do all this stuff. They, they pack the boxes. Because like the other option, before I hooked up with Devil's Do and I decided I was going to start doing this Kickstarter stuff, I was thinking like, can I bribe a bunch of neighborhood kids or something? <laughs> Come to my house and like help me stuff envelopes. That you know, you know, that sounds like something parents want to hear their kids tell them when they get home. Yeah, this guy down the street, he wears all black. He invited me to his yeah, house. Yeah, you to know, stuff the guy in the creepy house. Yeah. <laughs> well, they know who it is. Believe me. Oh, the guy in the creepy house. <laughs> with, like, dead how, grass in his lawn. And, and how like, is Hall- got- how's <laughs> Halloween at your house? Do you decorate outside? um you're gonna think i'm messing with you but i'm not i don't have to you just you're just perma halloween is that what you're saying i've got really really big spider webs out in front of my house (laughs) with really big spiders in them and they live there (laughs) and you hate spiders uh, Mr. E hates spiders, yeah. Uh, and they, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll take a picture. I'll send it to you guys on the on the side or something like that. I'll email it to you so you can see it. Um, I, I, yeah, I am, that's going to go on our Facebook page, just so you know. Uh, we'll maybe, out your uh, address maybe you'll just number. have to take my word for it. Then. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, like, I'll put on a pumpkin or something, I guess, but... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Surprisingly enough, I don't get a lot of trick or treaters, man. You know, it just, they don't want to come by. It's like we all. You know, the house we all had when we were little. That one house in the neighborhood that you just didn't go to even on Halloween. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm that house. Hmm. <laughs> Saves you on buying candy, I guess. You yeah. get more for yourself, which is pretty sweet. Well, I buy the candy. Make no mistake. I, Dirk Manning buys the candy. You know. <laughs> it's there. Nobody just comes to get it. So, sometimes I'll sit on the porch and just eat it and watch the kids walk by and think about coming up. And then they just don't. They keep walking. <laughs> do, you, do you do what I do and give the kids the shitty candy first so you get to save the good stuff for yourself later if not enough Anybody people come? Anybody that's brave enough to come up here can get real candy. <laughs> See, because I gave away a crap ton of chocolate Laffy Taffies first because that sounded horrible and I wanted no part of having that in my house afterwards. Chocolate Laffy Taffy? Yes, that's a thing. Laffy Taffy. Uh, <laughs> wow. I know. My wife bought the worst bag of candy ever. <laughs> okay, back on this. subject. <laughs> so, Tales of Mystery Volume 3, you said that's shipping soon, so everybody who pledged for that should be getting their shit soon. Yes, the mugs, the coffee. I'm so excited for people to read the book. I just can't uh, get their hardcover. I just can't wait. Very good. Um, Later this year, you have Love Stories to Die For coming out. Yes. Which I'm personally very excited about. Yeah, that should be out in a couple weeks. Uh, You know, I mean, um, yeah, it's five full-length stories. These are stories that were actually too long to fit, uh, to be Nightmare World stories. Um, so what it is is they're kind of the Nightmare World style story, but they're five 22-page stories instead of eight pages. Um, they don't fit in the Nightmare World continuity or anything like that. Um, I did end up calling it, I think on the title of the cover, it's gonna, the cover of the book is going to say Nightmare World Presents really small, just to let people know it's kind of an anth- that style of book. But there's no, no immediate connection to Nightmare World proper. Um, they're just standalone 22-page stories. You'll be getting a science fiction 
Love Story will be one of them. And they're all kind of love stories, too, in a way. You know, I'm, I think I'm a very sensitive person with my giant spiders that live outside my house as I <laughs> and the kids walk by. And then, la- and then and then bust my publisher's balls because he wants a coffee mug of, of one of his books. <laughs> um, a science fiction love story. A pro wrestling story. A guardian angel story. Vampires versus Vikings. And a zombie story. A straight-up zombie apocalypse story. So... Um, I also wrote a prose story for the back um, that I'm really excited for people to read. It's pretty dark. Um, it's called uh, "If I Call," "If You Call," I will not answer. Um, and it's probably one of the darkest things I've ever written. <laughs> Intriguing. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Mariana Pescosta did a, a, a spot illustration for it. It's just a girl walking away, and. Uh, it's it's I gave it to my editor Leah to to edit and stuff and uh I can't remember the exact word she used. I think she called it like a gut punch to the soul when oh. she read it. So that that's a good compliment. I'll take that. You know, she she's read all my stuff. So to get that kind of reaction out of her is pretty exciting. So yeah, I'm really excited. So between people seeing Re Three, then Love Stories to Die For, and then obviously Nightmare World Four and the Nightmare World Omnibus, uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good couple of months here. So you didn't do a Kickstarter for Love Stories to Die For. So how does one go about obtaining this this item? It's a wonderful book with an amazing yes. cover by Nia Rapino. That one? Yes, that one. <laughs> no, um, local comic shops. Okay. Go to your local comic shop. They can order it. Uh, they, it'll be in comic shops. It'll be through Devil's Due. Um, we announced it at Baltimore that pretty much all my comics, all my the horror universe books, are all coming out through Devil's Due. So Devil's Due now publishes Nightmare World. Uh, they publish Tales of Mystery, and they publish Love Stories to Die For. Did you see any sort of uptick in pre-orders from that big spread you had in the, was it August previews for Mr. Yeah. Volume 3? Or do you even so, get that information? No, I, I get that. In, well, believe me, I get that. Yeah, that, that, that's a big thing, certainly. Um, and that's one of the reasons I jumped in with Devil's Due as well, is because I want that full-page ad for every book. You know, that Jason Pearson cover on Revolume 3. Um, again, decent, not, not monstrous. You know, you always want more because, you know, the quality of the work is so strong, but, um, you know, I think devil's do is growing. Um, devil's do to the point where more and more people are going to start to recognize what's going on. And for me, it's a matter of consistency. Then I had a big giant full page ad for love stories to die for. When we figure out what we're going to do with the Nightmare World Omnibus in regards to, to, uh, the direct market, we'll do the same thing again. Um, it helps. And part of it's just letting people know, hey, these books are a big deal, this is serious, and this is something you should put your eye holes on. Now, Dirk, you said you had a, a wrestling story, and that reminds me of something that happens every time I talk to you, but it, I don't remember ever any other time. is so, someone, someone gets hit with a steel chair? Yes, yes, and, and that, <laughs> that last time it happened to me. But no, you, you mentioned Lucha Underground all the time, and I finally yes. got to watch it. What'd you think? I really enjoyed it. Like, I was just flipping through the channel. Because it's, like I said, again, I forget about it all the time until uh-huh. I think of you and us preparing for, for doing an interview with you. I go, who? I wonder if that's on. And it was on. And I was lost in what the subplot was going going on. But at the same point, I got immersed in it. A little zany, like you said. But it was a fun show. And then, like, I also got taken out of it because I was imagining, like, I'm watching WWE and they're saying shit and ass. And, like, ooh, 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 they're not allowed to say that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, Lucha Underground, it's uh, Rod Rodriguez, uh, Robert Rodriguez, sorry, the director, and then Mark Burnett, who did Survivor and all the reality shows. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. and, and they got together and they made this, they have this wrestling promotion called Lucha Underground, which is Luchadors, you know, it's, it's Mexican mm-hmm. wrestling. Super fast paced, as you probably saw. Yep. Lots of high flying, crazy stuff. I mean, these guys do package pile drivers like they're giving out candy on Halloween, man. I mean, it's nuts. Um, and they have, you know, the midget, they have all kinds of stuff. But, and a lot of former WWE, a couple of former WWE guys, just some incredible wrestling. But the way they describe it, which intrigued me and which I, which I think is very appropriate, is with Lucha Underground. They say it's a television show about a, res- a wrestling promotion, and, it, and I love it. it is that, like that's yeah. part of it. They go into the back like story, you know what's going on, but then they have some weird stuff too of rising from the dead and be brought back to life and right. v- very which drama. I mean, yeah, which <laughs> I mean, like the Undertaker does it. How many times has the Undertaker been buried alive and come back? True, yeah. But, yeah, but with Lucha Underground, like, you'll actually, like, see, like, guys disappear and appear in, like, a puff of smoke or something like that, you know. And and then the wrestling is, oh, my God, the wrestling is just, I mean, WWE NXT is great. Uh, SmackDown's been killing it. Raw's been consistently solid, I think, for the most part. I mean, a couple of missteps here and there. But Lucha Underground is the show to watch. And it's the wrestling show. I can't take my eyes off it when I watch it. I'll go back and watch some episodes, you know, like, I'll watch it, then I'll just go back and watch a match again. Like, wow, this is incredible. So I'm glad you got to watch it. It's a really fun show. This is one of those shows that if they can finally seal the deal and get it on Netflix or something like that, because they do seasons. They actually do mm-hmm. full seasons. And usually the season's one big story arc. Um, this show's going to just just blow up, man. So I'm just hoping, praying. Like, get on Amazon Prime. Get on Netflix. This this is going to be the show for the for wrestling fans that they they don't know how much they they've been waiting for something like this. Now knowing your your two big passions, uh, writing horror but also loving wrestling, would you, if you were given the opportunity, take some time to write some wrestling? I mean, besides as you said, you have a story, but I mean, I'm talking about working for one of these promotions and doing some storylines. You know, I get asked that often by like people that know that I'm an unabashed wrestling fan and, and maybe like a comic or something I would think about. But the thing is, it's very political in nature to do stuff like that. Uh, at least in the WWE. I don't know how I, I have talked to some guys from Lucha Underground about how it is. And one of the things about Lucha Underground that's so fun is, and I don't know if I should say it's publicly or not, but I guess I'm about to <laughs> is they'll sometimes change things on the fly just based on crowd reaction and stuff like that. Uh, and decide, you know what? Wow, people are really getting behind this character, so we're going to embrace that as opposed to WWE, who tends to kind of say, like, this is what we're doing. And if you're a mid-card guy, you're going to be a mid-card guy forever. That's your role. You're the mid-card guy, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, what they tried to do to him. <laughs> yep. As opposed to a guy like Roman Reigns, they said, we're going to make you a top guy. And they fought tooth and nail through a drug suspension and everything else trying to do that. Because they're like they're just hell bent like this is the way it's gonna be, um, but if you were to actually start writing wrestling, you're dealing with real people with real egos and things like that, and I don't know if it would be fun, you know. Um, if they were all just characters in a, I guess if they could separate themselves from their characters, or like the reason Ryback quit because people that lose matches make less money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really big incentive not to lose matches. 
You know, I mean, that's crazy. It's scripted. You should all make the same thing. You know, the Brooklyn Brawler uh, was a great wrestler. It hurts my heart to think he made less money because he was the definitive jobber. You know, so so I don't know. Uh, it would have to be. Uh, I would definitely entertain the conversation at least, but it might be one of those things where ultimately I would just say, "Well, it's an honor to be nominated," but uh, I'm I'm okay. All right, but well, like a that might be different. Instead of then writing, though, I just see you as being one of the best wrestling promoters. Like I could see you being the new Paul <laughs> Heyman or something, and just coming out and being like this guy, whoever it is that you had, is the next guy that is going to be making it big. I did that. I've done that. I've been a wrestling manager. Interesting. Yeah, my buddy Dave Lanning, um, his retirement match, um, it was, gosh, where was it? Like Amish country in southern Ohio. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, this was like this was like underground, you know. Like this was like, you know, they had some great wrestlers there. But he had to retire. So he brought me in to be him and his tag team partner's manager. And... Uh, I just cut this monster promo, and the crowd hated me. Oh. <laughs> they, they, I mean, it was incredible. Like they hated I, you because you were awesome at being hated? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was good hate. It okay. was good hate. It was good hate. <laughs> and I was just going nuts and things like that. And I, it, Like you said, Paul Heyman style almost, but, but, uh, but I was so obnoxious and things like that. What? Yeah, I know. But, I mean, you have to be. You know? <laughs> and uh, then I ended up turning on my buddy Dave. Uh, threw powder in his face, cost him the match. So then they hated me even more because now I was obnoxious and I turned on my team. <laughs> but what's funny is the guys they were wrestling, one of them was this big 500-pound guy. Uh, he was like a giant bowling ball with legs. Um, and and we, when we decided, like, well, okay, well, how are we going to, you know, you got to get your come up. I got to get my come up into this match. And they said, well, well, we'll have you take a chair shot. And I had had a concussion a couple of years prior, and I'm like, I'm not taking a chair shot, man. That's not happening. <laughs> I said, no. They would just let me. I'm like, no. Nothing in my head. Nothing in my head. And they said, well, we'll have it came a like, tiny splash or whatever. And I'm like, looking, and I'm like, you want this 500-pound guy to jump on me? And all the wrestlers were like, dude, he's awesome. You won't feel a thing. They said, just stay loose. And I'm like, you want me to get knocked down? And stay loose while this 500-pound guy does a does a running splash on me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and to, his, to, to my dude's credit, man, to his credit, they knock me down. And I see he runs the ropes. And he runs the other side. And I'm thinking, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm like, what if they're all ribbing me? What if he's going to, like, break my ribs? He jumps up in the air. Boom. Didn't feel a thing. But I'll tell you what, I sold it. I, 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 Dolph Ziggler sold that stuff, man. It was like, <laughs> uh, it crawled out of the arena. Well, then afterwards, all, all the kids and stuff were all booing me and stuff. And, you know, they see me afterwards, and I said, hey, you know, I kind of felt bad. I'm like, hey, guys, thanks. I really had a good time doing this. And they're like, they're booing, they're booing. And they said, are you coming back next time? <laughs> like, oh. I said, well, we'll see, Tim. Me. And then I never went back. Aww. So, <laughs> the true heel. Well, I, I do want to bring this. I would, I would like to do that again sometime. It, it was fun. I do want to bring this back then to to Nightmare World, where going back to you being one of the best promoters I know, at least in the comic book industry. Like you have teased and released some pages without giving anything away, but like those who rule the New World Order, um, 
this this town ain't big enough for both of us. Like yeah, like uh, I forget what the other one was of uh, they also put on the 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 fiends of Dirk Manning page, which. If listeners, yeah. oh, you're fading out a little bit, buddy. Just so, by the way. Okay, well, if 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 our if our listeners haven't gone to the the friends of Dirk Manning slash fiends of Dirk Manning on Facebook, yep. you definitely should go there because this is where we've gotten some glimpses, and this is where you know you have you've promoted Nightmare World of what's coming out before even getting to the Kickstarter, some of the stories, and I have to say, it is so you're just you're the best promoter ever, man. You're just so well at hyping and getting people in, in interested in in everything you say and do. I really appreciate it. Um, ultimately, you know, uh, I I'd like to think that you know, hopefully, the books you know speak for themselves and things like that, and that people like it. But but really, I mean, what it comes down to is I just believe in the work, you know, and and I hate saying this, but part of it's because I mean, I. I, I like the books. I mean, they're written well. But the artists and all the people I've worked with on these books are just, it's, they do such a good job, man. And and like you said, when you talk about, uh, yeah, if people go on Facebook and go to the Friends of Dirk Manning support group, but the R in Friends is in parentheses, so it's either the Friends or the Fiends. Uh, even with this, like, I tell people, I didn't start this group myself. No. You know, so, you know, other people started this group as kind of a gag, and then I said, okay, well, I'll It was I'll a Girls for Dirk Manning too. group originally yeah it was like it was a rib <laughs> yeah you're exactly right it was a rib because they knew i hate stuff like that so they were doing it just to mess with me and i'm like like the dolls or something yep. I'm like, God, what the, like what the hell are you doing <laughs> it's like stop it this isn't okay i don't like this i don't like this i want to go home but then like we did this thing where i'm like well look i'll 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 make it an official page but you gotta let me take it over and and things like that um and there was a it was a just strictly a mystery page for a little while and then i said well no let's do this for all the stuff um so yeah so to get to share the art in there and stuff and and just create a sense of community you know i mean social media ultimately should be about networking and meeting people and and a sense of community and things like that so people tell me you know like you said like i really appreciate you saying oh you're a good hype man and stuff like that and I just believe in the work, you know, ultimately is really what it comes down to. I, I just believe in the work. The work is good. Yeah, I'm looking at the group right now in the photos. Yeah, I shared um, something from someone like you uh, by Mariana Pascosta uh, and uh, Ali. Just great story. We're going to go back to tell uh, Vanessa's story. We tell a bit more about Vanessa, who's on the cover, one more time. Uh, Jim Ruddington, who normally does all the lettering in the series, uh, fully illustrated an angel story um, called Perfectly Flawed that Anthony Lee colored and just, oh. You know, I'm getting to work with John Marroquin, who I do mariachi with. He's doing a Nightmare World story. Uh, Dan Doherty, who I karaoke with, he's doing a Nightmare <laughs> World story. You know, he's doing Enjoy the Silence. Uh, Josh Ross is coming back, totally redrew um, There's No Home for You Here. Uh, Said the Moose, we're doing, a, we're doing a Shakespeare story, written in a pentameter. Uh, I'm looking at some of the other ones on here. Uh, Sally Scott, who's brand new. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do with Nightmare World was uh, with Volume 4 was bring in a brand new artist who I'd never worked with before one last time. And I, I saw her work in Indiana Comic Con, and, and, her, and I just respected her hustle and her work, so she's doing a story. And Like you said, Jeff Wellborn did This Town Ain't Big Enough for Both of Us, which is my Godzilla King Kong homage story. It's just 
fun stuff and it's cool and I'm so glad people get into it and I'm so glad people enjoy it and that they like it um, and I think what people ultimately recognize and, 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 I'm not, and I can't say what other people think I mean obviously I can only speculate but I'd like to think that at the end of the day people know that my enthusiasm for the work is is real you know I, I'm not out there trying to bilk people for money you know i'm not saying pay me so that i can do this i'm saying instead let me pay it forward to you for helping me do this and uh and i guess that's it you know i mean i guess i'll I'll talk about this stuff more in right or wrong volume two but at the end of the day if you're in a place where people are buying your comics be grateful yeah uh, and pay it forward to the people to help make that possible Give him a $55 leather-bound omnibus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Dirk, on October 31st on your Facebook page, you listed all these great things that happened to you on that day. And oh, one of oh. them was that you got to hang out with your boys in Twisted, and you got to talk about, and then, <laughs> and then you posted in parentheses, redacted. Are you secretly a juggalo? <laughs> <laughs> So I was wondering if you would expand on that for expound expound on that for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay t- well. That's very coy. <laughs> um, Is this like a like a t- like a like a t- like a drunk on comics exclusive taste. Of what's to come. The taste of the figure. Ask me, ask, I'll tell you what. Think about it for a second. Oh, I don't know if I can get away with this. Uh, I don't know what I'm allowed to say yet. Um, ask me one yes, no question, and we'll see if I can answer it. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to ask you, boys. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> almost anything. Uh, I'll put it on you. Are you doing a comic book with them? I can't answer that. <laughs> are, are, are you the new leader of Juggalo Nation? That's not. Well, I'm an old school. I'm old school, man. I knew. I knew. You know. Uh, I remember when Twisted signed. You know, with with Psychopath back in the day. Uh, Psychopathic. Sorry, back in the. Are you going to be on a Twisted album? <laughs> not that I know of. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there you go. So now you have a question I couldn't answer. <laughs> so from there, you can probably start to connect some dots. But I really, I, I don't want to jump the gun on anything except for to say that uh, stay tuned. Um, See, this is this is what you do, Dirk. You don't give us everything. It's great. So you know that we have to talk to you again in another month. And that's how you keep coming back on the show. <laughs> well, I, I, I legitimately cannot... I don't know what I can say yet. Oh, it's under—it's totally understandable. I mean, the many people that we've met in the industry that we've been told stuff off-panel, you know, and, and behind the scenes compared to, you know, when it's out in the open and public. Yeah, we understand. You really can't tell Plus everything. It keeps part of it in mystery. You know, you can't give everything away. Right. Yeah, we have to say just a tip. So. <laughs> <laughs> just a tip. I mean, giant spiders on my house um <laughs> but no uh i you know i i like the twisted guys a lot um 
I'm glad I got to post a picture at least of us on the tour bus together. Um, and uh, the, the everything in the picture is very deliberate, and I'll just leave it at that. All right. All right, so we'll wrap things up here with Dirk giving you the long list of things that he's got coming soon. Go for <sighs> it, Dirk. That's crazy. <laughs> Take a breath. Um, <laughs> Tales of Mystery Volume 3 will be in comic shops within a month. The Kickstarter packages will be shipping out this week and uh, next week. Uh, I'll be posting a Kickstarter update for Tales of Mystery Volume 3. Um, actually, probably when I get off the phone with you guys, uh, uh, with pictures of like the, the mugs and stuff like that in the boxes. Um, Love Stories to Die For will be out in comic shops within the next couple of weeks or so, or a month, I would imagine. So I'm super excited about that. Nia Rufino did a great cover. We talked about that already. Uh, Nightmare World Volume 4 and or the Nightmare World Omnibus is now on Kickstarter. Uh, it'll be on Kickstarter till the end of November. Uh, that will be your chance to get a leather-bound variant uh, if we unlock that much of the Nightmare World Bible. 500 uh, pages, full color. The Kickstarter people get all the bonus stuff, the, the, the audio books, the short film, uh, the, 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 the 11 by 17 print of the cover that uh, all of you find so gorgeous and are drooling on. Uh, that will be signed by myself and the cover artist, Kristen Perry, so that's pretty sweet. Um, and then this winter, I'll be taking two months off the road. I'm doing my last show of the year this weekend, Fantasticon Mount Clemens. Uh, I then have three in-store signings coming up. Uh, I'll post those at DirkManning.com probably the next day or two here. Uh, I'll have three more store signings in November, all in Ohio, uh, which is odd. So I'll be traversing Ohio, I guess, to wrap up the year. And then from there, uh, I'll be off the road till February. So I'll, uh, people can sign up for my newsletter, DirkManning.com, get the information on that, where I'll be starting in February. Uh, and then this winter, I'm going to be working on Tales of Mystery Volume 4. Um which is called Damnation's Eternal Flame. So that's going to be the uh, feel-good book of the year. Uh, <laughs> Seth the Moose is going to be uh, drawing the whole book, so I'm really, really, Excellent. really excited. Yes. Uh, it, it's 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 going to be a hell of a book, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> we got together at Grand Rapids and just to sit down and talk about the book a little bit, what it's going to look like. And I kind of told Seth the idea for it. And uh, Seth's words were, let's make it longer. No. <laughs> <Nice>. So, like... <laughs> Uh, okay. Because, <laughs> like, you know, he knew I was going to be moving a steady clip. He's like, no, man, I want this to, you know, so. Tales of Mystery Volume 4 is going to be pretty big. Uh, I'll be working on Right or Wrong Volume 2, I hope, as uh, well as uh, getting twisted up in some other things, so. <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you, well, thank you, madam. <laughs> well, well, Dirk, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, always a pleasure. Can't wait to see you in person again. Um and yeah, until then, stay well. thirsty for leather. Yes, no life till leather. No <laughs> life till leather. Uh, and thank you for all your support and what you all do to to help me out. Um, I I I know who uh, I know the reason for the season. I know who helps me make this possible. Um, so thank all of you for that, and, and all of you listening as well. Thank you for uh, actually bothering to listen and not turning it off when you see that I'm back on the show. So. <laughs> Actually, I think you help us out there, too. <laughs> yeah. It's a mutual. I'm glad we can all help each other. All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>